0: This week on the podcast, we are joined by Channel 7 Boundary Rider, Abby Holmes, who takes us behind the scenes of the latest AFL COVID scare. We've got
1: a massive route of the week, plus we've dug up some absolute gold on the Fletch tapes.
0: And as you can probably tell, we have some very unfortunate news coming up next. Yes, it's the Press Box, episode 93. It's Dale Fletcher with you from The Advertiser. And I'm joined by Jace Kemp from uh, 10 News First. Jace, how are you, mate? It's
1: very good to be here for another week. And as you can probably tell already, it does sound a little bit different to our listeners. Refreshing, isn't it? It is. It it might be the way forward because... One take wonder as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, for a long time, for a long time, and we'll address this straight off the top. Because it, it's the
0: it's the big elephant in the room. Is that uh, it is? Do we do we need the hot off the press uh, music? Uh, or uh,
1: yeah, we can get that going. Hang on, just can, get a sec. Yeah. Let me. I'm just trying to work it out. There we go.
0: Beautiful. What have we got, Chase? And it
1: looks like our man Sam Tugwell nowhere to be seen. Nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. So I reckon. It's, so he's, uh,
0: done, he's done a Kempe.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> or, but it, it feels refreshing. This is, well, I think this is where the show is going to be heading. So it's, it's now the Jace Kemp and Dale Fletcher show. Fletcher and
0: Jace. <laughs> Fletch and Jace. Breakfast radio. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over, all over the yeah. show. How
2: good? So we don't... Oh. Boys, we? Hey. Hey. What's going on?
3: What's
2: happening? Oh, are you guys recording already. Yeah. yeah. Hang on a minute. You, you're dead set. You're recording a show. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I've just turned <laughs> up. What's
0: going on? Well, Jason and I've had a chat and mm. for years we've 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 find, we've been aggrieved it's been the Sam Tugwell show and um, Oh, get off. <laughs> hang on.
2: <laughs> you we just you did not recording. Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> impressed I we, I've, well, I've,
0: I've I've sat here for you, two years I know exactly what I'm doing. I've watched it every week for two years. You've got a for what, what you're
2: recording without me. Yeah. We wanna go it alone. You're kicking me off the show. Well. Well yeah. Well, You're kicking me off the well, show. Well, to quote Jace, "Ship off." <laughs> <laughs> what? You're kidding me. You get you? That's it does say want me off the show, blokes. Yeah. Honestly, no, no, no. Real world, not an exercise. You want to do the show all on your own? We just started. Just we got a guest. You Ab- got a guest. Yeah. Abby Holmes is going to join us. Gonna... We, we haven't had a guest for weeks. It's the, and you uh, get one. Nah, no. nah. Seriously. You you pull my leg, aren't you? You don't want to do the show without me, do you? Well, really?
0: no, no, we got we got to bring Abby home. We, 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 oh, we got oh. to do. Sorry yeah. mate,
2: <laughs> oh, I've had enough of this. April 4th! Oh, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> oh, I knew you guys wouldn't be like that. Oh. Uh, of course we
1: couldn't go on without you, mate. It's, oh, uh, you... it's the three of us here. We have the three <laughs> and the guys. and we've been doing it for a long time. And we
2: did we get you? Yeah, you got me. Yes, hundred percent.
1: Dale, I tell you what, it did, did feel a little bit refreshing, though, didn't it? It just felt like <laughs> <laughs> this it could did. this could possibly be the future, Maybe. <laughs> <baby>. Right? <laughs> Sam Tug whoever ever calls in sick. It's the, the Fletch and Kempy show. Fletch and Kempy
2: Breakfast Radio. Oh, how good! There's a, there's a few stations that
0: need a need
2: a new duo. Ooh. Fletch and Kempy. Here we go. You guys can go on without me if you want. <laughs> feel free. Dale, how about you um, get us started then? Since you seem to be pretty confident with everything here. Yeah, well, the uh, back page of the advertising, this
0: morning, which uh, isn't an April Fool's joke, it's uh, Port Adelaide have uh, dirtied up on the uh, Sandfuls' decision to uh, block the, the sub-rule uh, in, in the local league, and uh, Chris Davies isn't all that happy, he's uh, fi- fired a, a letter off to the AFL, Jace uh, mm-hmm. pretty much uh, having a whinge uh, about uh, about the sample. Well, that's true, and it goes
1: back to um, the sample deciding this week that they didn't want to have the medical sub brought into the competition, and that anyone who had been activated as the medical sub at AFL level, regardless of the minutes they'd played, couldn't then come back that same weekend and play in the league. They thought they thought once you'd been counted as um, as playing a game of AFL, they didn't want that player to then be able to play a game in the sample, They felt it counted as two games, so. They're saying that they don't want that player to then play in the league, which is really counterintuitive to what the Mm. AFL put the rule in place of the first. It's really counterintuitive of what the, the AFL put in place for the rule because they said that the medical sub could still go back to state level and play footy to make sure that they get match fitness under their belt so as such we're seeing right now with Port Adelaide's medical sub who's been Tom Rockcliffe has been their medical sub for the past two weeks he's now looking to go back to Sandville to, to get a game for Port Adelaide against the Redlegs purely on fitness because he hasn't mm. been able to play
0: yeah so it's uh, the, the whole um, um, decision around this sub rule is pretty much when uh, the the Magpies or the Crows in the sample play after the AFL team so uh, we're this week, when uh, all the Magpies play uh, Norwood tonight, um, so it sort of it doesn't uh, affect it uh, this in, in this instance because the Magpies are playing before yeah. the Power, so you wouldn't want to r- roll out Tom Rockcliffe and him play four quarters mm. on mm. Thursday night and then take him to Perth and potentially expect him to play three and a half quarters. Mm. Uh, uh, 48 hours later. So it's w- when the fixturing is the flipped. Um, that's when uh, Port Adelaide, if if they and the Crows, if they want to, if their medical sub isn't used or is hardly used, uh, for them to be able to get a game under their belt.
2: I yep. feel like Port Adelaide are a little bit upset too that they don't get really included in the entirety of the Sample's decisions as a competition. They feel like they're a little bit isolated from. Any sort of you know the clubs were asked to vote on this basically the the club delegates for the Sandful and Port Adelaide and the Crows weren't uh, asked to be part of that vote and that's a, that's disappointing I think and, and if you think consider it the Sandful is a ten team league now we've been used to that since twenty fourteen Port Adelaide especially have been in the competition for eons they've been they're one of the the stalwart teams. So for them to not be included as well as the Crows in the sort of decision making, and I don't care if the vote ended up being eight two that the two AFL clubs wanted to have their subs allowed to play, and the other eight don't, but ultimately they should be allowed at least some sort of right to have a say in the league that they play in.
1: Yeah, well, and and as such, I think Port Adelaide feel like the sand full of cherry picking. Mm. what they can and can't do. Mm. So they're also cherry-picking the rules a little bit. So yeah. I, I understand that where Port Adelaide's coming from. They feel like their development of their players is potentially hindered because they can't go back and then play a full game mm. in the State League.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much... Uh, the, the, well, Port Adelaide think that uh, the the eight Sanford clubs uh, think that they're going to be too strong um, and... and and uh, that medical sub, I don't know one player is going to change a game. Or well, m- maybe, maybe it will be the case <laughs> if it's Tom Rockcliffe uh, yeah. <laughs> getting 40-odd touch. Maybe Tom Rockcliffe could win the McGarry medal. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the VFL actually changed their rules after the yeah. AFL um, uh, clubs uh, brought it to, to the attention that the new zones or the, the well, what the VFL were trialling zones and, and, and I know... Uh, David Teague and uh, from Carlton and and a few other clubs were um, against this uh, whole zoning rules because when you want to uh, or drop players or, or players that come back uh, through injury, they they need to play the game that uh, they're meant to play, which is the mm. AFL. You can't you can't just go in and uh, play some hybrid rules thing and and get uh, get acclimatized to the AFL game when you're playing a. A hybrid sport, really. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a, a bit of precedence there with, with that decision. So mm. uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see if there's a little bit of a flip-flop there. Well,
2: how about, I mean, we mentioned this a few years ago. What, how close are we to getting just AFL reserves set up? I know COVID has basically impacted the AFL financially in such a way that it's almost too hard to see it in the foreseeable future. But surely we, we're probably five years away or six years away from seeing the Sample, the VFL, the Waffle, all that just sort of becoming third-tier competitions where the AFL can use an AFL reserves comp to trial new rules and every club can be uh, fairly exposed to these new rules, I suppose, um, at the same time. And even if players have to do come back at a different level uh, from the ones to the twos, it might be only slight differences, which is you know accepted across all clubs. I don't know. How, how soon will we see that? I thought it was going to be very soon. Obviously, a pandemic didn't didn't help. But uh, I think the AFL uh,
0: in an ideal world would have eighteen reserves teams and eighteen women's teams, yeah. and every every club would have an AFL team, a reserves team, uh, and a women's team in an ideal world. And then you could throw that out to to the broadcasters. There's a lot more games uh, to broadcast then uh, for a broadcast deal and get uh, a few more coins. Uh, through the bank.
1: Well, we've already seen the AFL trying to amalgamize or trying to create a, a reserves league with the amalgamation of the VFL with the Queensland sides. Yeah. You know, now that competition. So it is sort of tracking in that way where they will have a, a, a full-time reserves competition. It's just, a, it's just you know, obviously the sample and the waffle, the two leagues that are sort of standing in its way at the moment.
2: Mm. It definitely looks like it's heading that way, doesn't it?
0: Well, I think uh, what the AFL might do, which could uh, could um, Change the the whole uh, reserves talk is go to the Waffle, go to the Sandfor, and say okay, these AFL teams, um, their um, local league teams, or if it's Port Adelaide Magpies or the Crow mm. Sample team, and that they have to, you have to fixture them after the AFL team plays in right that, I, in okay. that round, and I think that would be the ideal solution or well, the short-term solution mm.
2: going forward. Wouldn't be silly. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot of complexities that come with it. But ultimately, that's definitely where I think the AFL would want it to go, wouldn't they? It just makes sense for them to get to some point where every club has an established men's ones, men's twos and AFL women's ones and then even, heck, one day a twos for the women's as well, which would just be a further development um, you know, pathway for them, which you know is, is only expanding the game across the nation at, at an elite level and... Makes more dollars for the for the competition too.
1: Well, not only that, you're going to have you know the competitions and different leagues with the same rules. At the moment, we're seeing with yeah. the Sanford they've got different rules to the AFL, so it's not necessarily a level playing field. It's not helping develop players that want to progress up to AFL level or, or try and get a game in AFL level when they're coming back down, and it's the different
2: rules in a different league. you have got eight different authorities on the same game, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Too many complexities, isn't it? Um, we can probably talk about this a lot more than we need to, but we have got another story because mm. you said at the top day. We've got a guest. Yes, uh, Abby Holmes is uh, is uh, waiting to to join the podcast. Well, well, let's let's introduce her because um, this is why she's on the show. There was mm. a story that broke Friday night footy, amazing, yes. where at Cadinia Park, Geelong, Brisbane, the commentary team of Channel Seven was told to uh, ship leave. off. Yeah, <laughs> ship off as you like to uh, put it so eloquently to, to me earlier. Ship off halfway through the game because of this. And we have got huge news on the boundary with Tom Brown. VTA COVID update
1: tonight at 7.08pm. The Victorian Health Department issued a directive on social media for anyone that was in the city of Brisbane since the 12th of March to self-isolate and get tested because of the community case in Queensland. The AFL's advice, and also the advice here over the loudspeaker a short time ago, is anyone that was a spectator tonight should follow that advice, leave the stadium, isolate and get
2: tested. Now, Luke Hodge, who was obviously on our broadcast earlier, it does apply to him. As a matter of precaution. Hodge, left and will get tested in the morning. So that's the situation tonight. And even Wayne Carey left too.
1: Yeah, the duck had to waddle out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good, Jase.
0: Deary me. Now, uh, boys, in the the thick of that action last Friday night when uh, Tommy Brown was uh, uh, revealing that breaking news, when uh, COVID-19 hit the AFL again, uh, was uh, an AFL Premiership winner Mm -hmm. and Channel 7 boundary rider,
2: Abby Holmes, and she joins us right now.
3: Hello guys, thanks for having me
2: Abby, great to have you and well done Dale for getting here um, Abby, tell us all about it, Friday night, how did it all go down?
3: Yeah, well Friday was a bit of a surprise to me guys So <laughs> um, so I was obviously, you know, my standard boundary roll with seven um, For Geelong and Brizzy down the highway um, Everything was pretty normal, we had BT, JB the game And then Hodgie and Duck were in the expert chair Yeah And then the Victorian government obviously put out the announcement that anybody who had come from Brisbane had to immediately isolate and get tested. So that was Hodgie. Hodgie, you know, he did the pregame with us and then that announcement happened and obviously following government regulations, he had to leave. And then just during the first quarter, that was when they also released the date. So anybody that had been in Brisbane, I think from the 12th of March and then Duck was like, well, you know, I've been in Brisbane since then, so he had to go. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um,
3: And so this was all happening during the first quarter, and I was oblivious because I was down the boundary. I was completely and utterly oblivious as to what was going on, and then, um, yeah, just after quarter time, my producer in my ear said, Ab, just get upstairs as quick as you can. You're going into specials, and I, I don't even I can't even recall you know that that moment because I had all of two minutes to get up there and prepare myself um yeah, so it was just a pretty crazy night, but the support from everybody has been unbelievable b t j b um you know they were sensational in really making me feel comfortable straight away, but yeah, it was unbelievable that that happened
1: <laughs> what is the feeling like Abby when uh, everything changes on the fly? <laughs> I'm guessing you, you had in your own mind how the night was sort of gonna play out and then all of a sudden within a second it's all thrown out the window and and you're going up to sit next to bt
3: yeah it was unreal but it's quite funny because you know i prepare a certain way to do my boundary role Mm. but for some reason and this is weird i said this to my ep um on the saturday when he rang me i said for some reason i was because i was on the desk with hamish mclaughlin straight off the top i was like i just wanted to kind of over prepare for this game if there's such a thing in you know footy commentary I don't think there is but I personally over prepared for that game thinking that you know I just want to be on top of it if Hamish asks me any curly questions so it's unbelievable how that happened and then all of a sudden you're up in the specials chair and I actually felt quite comfortable with everything that I had prepared so um yeah unbelievable how things like that happen but Yeah,
2: it was a great experience. And then all the social media after that, I'm sure you've seen it, but it was all in just glowing praise for how well you managed to step into the role. I think personally that must have been one of the toughest um, prospects for you personally looking at that. I mean, you've done specials before, but Mm. a men's AFL Friday night blockbuster game, you weren't preparing for that role in particular, but then you ended up in it for pretty much a whole majority of the game. Like, how do you deal with that situation (laughs) in the moment?
3: Do you know what? I think the fact that I didn't even have time to think about it probably helped because if Gaz, you know, my EP once again came to me and said, hey, Abs, we're going to throw you in a mm. in a special chair in three weeks' time, prepare yourself, I, I'm i an overthinker with everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I think it probably helped me having no time to actually think and, and just do it, you know, and it really did mean a lot to me. So BT, Brian's calling the game of footy. I'm upstairs at this point in time and he took off his headset. Game's still happening. Um, And he just walked over to me. He took my headset off and he just said, you know, just take your time. You're good at this. And and I love that man so much. He's he's just brilliant. And it just took that moment from him, the leader, you know, the spiritual leader, I guess, of our seven AFL commentary team um, to just come over and say that, that immediately made me feel comfortable. So, yeah, that moment really did mean a lot.
0: So a quarter time, everyone's been talking about Chris Scott and Chris Fagan uh, having a yelling match. Uh, Where were you uh, situated? Were you there uh, breaking them up? Uh, Did uh, did you hear anything? Uh, What did they say?
3: Well, I was literally right behind Chris Scott so oh. I was all up up in their grill, trying to you know get in on the action. But funnily enough, I didn't hear too much. Um, oh. Yeah, so no big goose here, the guys. Size from the boys, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, I really thought we but, had no, something there.
3: Yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry, all excited. Um, but yeah, you don't see that very often, but, do you? In the AFL, but could so, you
2: feel the tension where oh, you yeah. were though? Like, was yeah. it that real?
3: You could absolutely cut it with a knife. Wow. Um, you know, obviously Gary Rowan had um you know had obviously hit locky but um Mm -hmm. so there was certainly some big big feels down there um at quarter time it was um yeah it was a very interesting place to be
1: abby i'm not sure if you uh, have spoken to the duck since what did he have to say when uh, he got tapped (laughs) on the shoulder and says mate you gotta you gotta you gotta bounce from here
3: (laughs) yeah well funnily enough when i Got off there, and you know the boys. I was talking to the boys. They said, "Oh, Duck couldn't get out of here quick enough. He was already halfway <laughs> down the highway <laughs> before they announced the date." So, yeah, Duck. I think he enjoyed his Friday night off. Um,
1: now that you've already done the role, is there an opportunity in the future to step in those shoes mm. again? As, as a, you know, as a, the the uh, in the ones, Are you, you able to do comments or special comments again um, mm. from the start of the broadcast?
3: Oh, oh look, I'm certainly. You know, happy where I am. I I know that you need to completely and utterly earn your stripes to be given those opportunities. Mm. And when you are given those opportunities, it's because you've earned them. Mm. Um, I've done expert commentary now for AFLW for many years with Channel 7. Um, And it's certainly an area that I would love to be involved with in the AFL and the men's comp. There's no doubt about that. That's certainly a goal of mine. Um, But, you know... On what happened on Friday night was a pretty unusual circumstance. (laughs) So, but at least, you know, it's now proven to people out there that I can do it and I'm capable and I know my footy and I love my footy. Mm. Um, So now, if an opportunity opens up and um, yeah, they might just tap me on the shoulder, which I'll hopefully be ready for again.
0: Now, uh, Abby, being a boundary rider, you've got to uh, prepare not only for the game, but for the, for the weather, so there could be rain. Uh, now, Sam Tugwell is a 5AA ba- uh, boundary yeah, rider here at Adelaide Oval, and uh, pretty much every port game, I think, last year, it uh, pissed down with rain. I, yeah. I, so, um, I think I kicked a
2: black cat once. I <laughs> the worst luck in about two years. But no sunny days for me.
0: How, how
3: yeah. do you
2: survive the rain on the boundary when it's pelting down?
3: enough, I think there's some vision from, you know, two years ago of me on the boundary with a tarp over my head, and they actually ran that on the broadcast. It was a big stitch-up, but I, I do know what you mean about Adelaide, though, those Port Adelaide games. Oh. I reckon I did a couple last year as well, and it's tricky. But, it is um, not good. Not good, not good, but I'll, I'll brave it. I'll brave any weather. Rain, hail, or shine—you know—just to think that it's your job to sit there, watch footy, and talk smack. Really, and, um... <laughs> it is lucky.
2: <laughs> the one thing that annoys me about you, TV people, uh, Abby, and and oh, I, you would, and I you will throw—I will throw dirt here because I'm in the little radio, uh, you know, bossy, yeah. and and we don't we don't get looked after like you guys. You guys are on screen; you got to look good. So you get the luxury of an umbrella during the game. We don't—we mm-hmm. got to weather the storm, literally. Oh. So yeah, it's, but, not, it's not but, so fun. Hey, in, in the, the contrary
3: to that, you can wear a poncho. But I can't wear a poncho. Very coaster, true. Is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Abby, I've got the most serious question of this whole chat, this yeah, whole interview, because it's mean, been brought not, to my attention. No, you're going to throw that, under the That bus, you ain't. might know our man Dale Fletcher no. from a past life. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to know is it true oh, that there's potentially that you were his real estate agent oh, and, and he was a tenant? You no, know? no?
0: I own the house, mate. He owned it? Right. Oh, and you oh, were his real
1: estate agent. Property manager.
3: He was, he was probably manager. one of the most bloody. Needy, needy ah! vendors I've ever had in my life.
0: There we
1: go. There <laughs> we go. Brilliant.
0: Uh, shout out Real Estate Central in Darwin. There's a plug. <laughs> yes. Please come and sponsor us or
3: give me a discount. I don't know. Can oh. you help me out there? Or Tell us, know.
1: what was it like doing uh, the day-to-day with uh, our man, Dale Fletcher? No, it was great.
3: I love, I love real estate. I loved all my vendors. Um, you know, Real estate isn't something that I've... You know, Stopped doing it because I wanted to. It was because all the media stuff took off. So, part of that for now. And if Dale ever needs me to sell another house, he knows where to. Yeah.
0: He knows where to, <laughs> <laughs> the house prices and down, better go uh, that yeah. way. That way first. Um, but now the real question is: uh, You're a Crows Premiership player, Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they winning? Winning it again? Because oh, I've told the, I've told these no, two boys to. for months. Yeah. It's a certainty, surely.
3: Well, they're looking very, very good at the right time of year, aren't they? All of the hype was around Collingwood for the first five, six mm. rounds. But brush, Adelaide, brush them aside. Yeah, brush them mm. aside. Frio are also struggling a little bit. They've lost the last two. Um, they will also have to travel to Melbourne this weekend. Um, so I really do feel that Adelaide are probably sitting pretty, not just on top of the ladder, but in the way that they've approached the last month heading into finals. So I reckon that they're just humming. So see what happens this weekend first, and then obviously the big prelims, and the winner of those prelims will earn the right to host a grand final. But I I, I do think it'll be Adelaide. I do (laughs) think it'll be Adelaide. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> Adelaide Oval have come out and said they want to host the the, they the, 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 the prelim final. So yeah. it's all up to the AFL now. So just uh, get that rubber stamped and there'll be another 50,000. Well, yeah. 40,000, COVID. 40, yeah. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. 50, sorry. Oh, yeah, true. 40,000. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, uh, are you going to make a footy comeback
3: anytime <laughs> oh. soon? Here's well, a scoop. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually played round one with Hawthorne in the VFL only about a month ago.
2: Oh. Um,
3: Yeah, so I hadn't played footy in two and a half years, but went down to the Marty Hawks this year, and Bec Goddard is actually the coach there. So um, she made contact with me, who was my coach at the Mm. Crows, obviously, for the first couple of years. So went down there, played round one. My knee blew up like an absolute (laughs) 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 So I haven't played since. I'm back in rehab. But, yeah, once I get this knee right again, I'll I'll get back out on the park, and it's nice, because Keigs is obviously at Hawthorne too. So, um, yeah, really good touch.
2: So does this mean AFLW aspirations are still alive? Just another comeback?
3: Yeah, no, you never know. Oh, Fingers that's prosper. what we like to hear. <laughs> I would love it. I would love to see Hawthorne get an AFLW license. Oh, so put it
2: that way. We'd love to see you back out there. Abby, We, <laughs> uh, I think we've exceeded our time with you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I mean, good luck with uh, the rest of the season, hopefully. Well, I mean, hopefully it does happen again. You get a chance in the Combox. box. But again, I hope nothing too crazy and out of the blue happens also. <laughs>
3: Yeah, thanks so
2: much, guys. Abby Holmes from Channel Seven did an amazing job the other night in uh, in Geelong. But uh, Dale, well done for landing yeah. Abby. Fantastic. Well, Inside?
0: it's uh, very, very good to know that uh, Abby Holmes a great real estate agent and <laughs> yes. uh, just so happened to uh, be a property manager of uh, my house. And maybe one
1: up. day we'll move on from uh, Romy Bryan, and we could have Abby afield.
2: Ah. Yeah.
1: I've been soaring that one in my back. I oh, know, it's horrible. Far but out. You're having a good night. Um,
2: <laughs> speaking of on field, the Gold Coast Suns have had to come to Adelaide um, early because of yeah. COVID, just like uh, Brisbane have had to do some different things as well.
1: And the most bizarre situation... Turns out there was a uh, a tradie that was moonlighting as a stripper, and he's he's gone to Byron Bay for a hens, and then he's uh, put on a show for him. I don't think there was any social distancing in that show, by the sure. way. I don't think so so. he's gone back to the Gold Coast, and all of a sudden it's caused uh, caused a bit of um
2: yeah, lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. They're not yeah. quite lockdown, but yeah, yeah. Close. issues. So they're here early. They're going to be playing, and they might stay for a while too, won't they? Well, I think so. I think they they could potentially be here for
1: a couple of weeks. They're wow. supposed to play Colton, I believe, uh, next week. Mm. So they could
0: literally just hub here, fly mm. to, to fly to the MCG and play Carlton there. Wow.
2: Well they
0: well they had it they had a the Fair um rubber the green last year they had mm, yeah. what, 465 home games uh, last <laughs> year so uh they're just uh, rubber ball bouncers. so uh, no, on the road boys uh, enjoy it but uh, there's one uh, our man AC he he'll, he'll love it because uh why it, well, his his uh, main man is jack lacocious oh, oh, yes. oh yes so uh maybe
2: maybe Maybe Lukosius is just, just staying oh. in the spare room at ACs. <laughs> <laughs> I it was all about bubbling up. Yeah, um, probably. How about we uh, we move into the basketball space? Um, the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. We uh, we've only mm. touched on them a little bit over the last month or so, purely because they haven't been too great. But I think now it's it's sort of alarm bells um, for the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. They are really Well, they're reeling, really, are they? <laughs> They yeah, five losses in a row, uh, seven out
0: of the last eight. Now I think uh, the they've lost only one, one game uh, since Isaac Humphreys has uh, has been injured. So uh, you can basically say uh, no Isaac Humphries, uh, no Adelaide thirty six. Well, not only
1: that, you know they just lost against the bottom side. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, on top of their losing streak, they they mm. go over to Cairns and, and lose against them as well. So. They're in real dire straits at the moment, and it's been unfortunate because they've had Josh Giddey, who's been their star. He's been out. Looks like he'll return this week, I believe, from yeah. a, a foot injury.
0: Yeah, he'll play uh, Saturday night at the Entertainment Centre against uh, Illawarra. So uh, First home game in 46 days. 46 days, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, reason enough to go to the Entertainment Centre and fill that out as as. Much as you can, because uh, they haven't been here for forty six days.
1: Now, Sam, as you know, I yeah. do like to flick through the uh, the, the paper every so often. And yeah. I do like to just make my way to the back. You know, if, we're all sports if, reporters, if aren't we're, we? We're if you did yeah we're all sports reporters in, in this day. building. And uh, as you know, we like to read the back page first. Anyway, yes. flick through. And what do you know? Oh, not what do you game, know? not you not New game. Oh. got an article about <laughs> the 36ers, a bit of a double-page spread. It's all about him a little bit. He, he works
2: well, it hard,
0: doesn't he, he? He wasn't double page. Oh, oh. double-pager, yeah, a little bit, of
2: Clearly...
0: Uh, Jase, you clearly don't read the paper every day. I do read day. the paper. Not every day. Well, not every day, because, but I'll read the paper. Because there's pretty much a story in there every day. Anyway, <laughs> anyway,
1: the, the main topic of the, the conversation was about the Sixers and their, their awful trot, but it was also about their new import brand mm-hmm. and Paul. And mm-hmm. one of our great man's points is that he's just not getting enough minutes. Yes. What is going on? What is going on? Why aren't they giving their star import time on the floor? <laughs>
0: Well, the only thing I can I can uh, put it down to is that uh, Brandon Paul uh, the isn't isn't getting the system right, mm-hmm. and uh, Connor Henry's uh, sort of one of those basketball coaches that if you don't know the system, you sit down. So sort of like a junior coach, if you you know if you get, get something wrong, you sit down and you think about it, and then we'll, we'll put you back out on the court w- w- once you know the system. But but Jay, yeah, yeah, I was gonna butt in if. You're the best player on the team. Yes. I don't give a start. That's right. If you know anything.
1: <laughs> That's right. Give him the ball. If you if you're down with 5 minutes to go, you put your best player on the bench. What the hell is going on?
2: <laughs> this is this is frustrating because I asked Jeff Van Groningen, their uh, their GM of basketball on Sunday that exact question. I said, "Why it, well the criticism's out there as to why coach Henry is not putting this man on the floor for enough time." he shot five buckets up to the fourth quarter and then mm. rolled his ankle in uh, two games ago. Mm. And In those previous game, he hardly got a, a chance to shoot either. And Jeff, at that point, told us that it was all down to the fact that he hadn't been defending well. And because he hadn't been defending well, oh. he, uh, he had to get that right, so he was sitting on the pine. And I thought, you just cannot be looking at that as an excuse. When... Maybe you just rotate the match-ups yeah, on the mate. defensive end. Find him someone else to defend, and make give him the ball from the start of every offensive play, and let and just drive it through him. Now, now, now Jeff, you're you're a good man, but ha- have you ever? Surely,
0: Jeff Van Groningen has watched some NBA and has watched James Harden. James Harden. Yes. James <laughs> Harden could not guard a rubbish bin, but he's scoring fifty a game. It doesn't matter. If you're scoring 50 a game and your defence is that bad
2: that you'd let the opposition score 40, well, guess what? You still bloody win. I know we're cheap seats you know, uh, knockers here, but honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't seem, when when we watch enough NBA, and you see LeBron James, just driving the ball up the court, and doing everything himself, for an entire game, you see James Harden, doing the same thing, I saw Devin Booker, for my Phoenix Suns, a few years ago, doing exactly that, just running offenses the whole game, on their own, because the rest of them, aren't any good, you just do it in the NBL too.
1: At the end of the day, we want to see our team win, or oh, except Dale because he goes from Melbourne, but, <laughs> but you know we want to see the Thirty ers do well. And it's hard to take when your best player mm. is sitting on the pine because of some defensive, you know, fluctuations. It's a
0: uh, it's, it's a baffling on. one. It's a baffling one. It's Come on, uh, coach. he's 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 just got to play him because if if you had Josh Giddy and if you had Brandon Paul and you had Isaac Humphries and Daniel Johnson, yeah. Sunday Detch, if you had that 5 It's a good five. That's <laughs> it's a great it's, five. It's, it's scary. It's
2: scary as a, as a Melbourne fan. Mm. That's that's quite concerning. They've lost eight from nine. <laughs> Sorry to correct you from me. eight from nine. Like that is that's a terrible trot. Mm. Well, yeah, they just cannot get up at the, all. The way Illawarra are going, it'll be nine from ten. Trust me. Well, that the one win was against Cairns. In, mm. that, in those nine games. Mm. And they lost to Cairns most recently. So that's just going to say they haven't gotten any better.
1: What are we, just over halfway through the season now? Yeah. So mm. the question is, have they left it too little too late? You know, to their run to try and make play. It's, it's, it's like <laughs>
2: 20 games, they've won seven. Yeah. It, it, oh, it's just going to show whether... And they all were won basically, here in Adelaide. Mm. Since they've left Adelaide for this uh, Melbourne Harbor and they've played 46 away... Days from home, they just they just cannot win at all. And uh, after Saturday night against Illawarra, who are
0: who are flying, uh, Tyler Harvey hit uh, eight out of ten three pointers on Monday night <laughs> against uh, Brisbane. So uh, maybe maybe get a good defender on Tyler Harvey. Maybe not Brandon Paul. Um, uh, on April the tenth, because the NBL had to restructure their... Uh, fixture because of the COVID-19 lockdown in Brisbane um, have a guess who's coming to town after Illawarra Bryce Cotton and his Perth Wildcats. Oh, cats so uh, yeah good nightmare.
2: luck yeah. oh my goodness we aren't going to win anytime soon are we No. Nah. No nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fill out the entertainment centre, though, guys. <laughs> it, will be, it will be a good game, though. They do always provide a great night. Gerald Walsh even runs the, uh, the production. He produces yeah, right. basically all the game day, does the uh, on-court announcing. He's absolutely brilliant. So if the Sixers don't win, at least you're guaranteed a good night. And they are the most comfortable basketball viewing seats yes. in Australia. 100%. Absolutely, absolutely massive. All right, let's... Oh, and by the way, I feel... Uh, because you guys couldn't do the opener properly, well done. We've, we're very remiss of us to forget our sponsor, uh, the oh, Inner theInnerSanctum.com.au. Yeah, <laughs> sk- <laughs> Sorry about that, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack Hudson's a little bit unhappy, so... The Inner Sanctum of Sport <laughs> is where this is right now, the Press
1: Box <laughs>
2: podcast. All right, uh, what are we moving on to? Oh, yes, this is what we're moving on to. This stuff. Oh, no. here we go. It's back for another week. Hang on, no,
0: Jase. I, I, th- <laughs> I threw this out of the rundown, didn't I? No. no. Oh,
2: yeah, well, I'm back. Sorry. Yeah. The Fletch tapes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Edition four. Um, I can't believe we've actually made it to number four. There's only a couple left, but uh, and they're only getting a little bit worse for you, Dale. This week we're going to land a mm. sports update. Yes, in 2001. So this is be a bit of a throwback for a lot of people who are sports fans from 20 years ago. And trivia trivia buffs out there. If you're, if, you're, buffs. if you're arguing about who won what 20 years ago, I have all the answers for you right now. All right. Everything's on our socials. So you can see um, Dale Fletcher with his uh, blonde tips. Which are absolutely disgusting <laughs> Jace is shaking his head He's no, got no be- words I
1: can't believe it's still going on What is this week four This is just
2: a self indulgent Segment <laughs> is, for Dale it? Fletcher Isn't it I think I'm learning every week That it's actually him Trying to drive his own content More than ever <laughs> I can't hope. does anyone else want this
1: content <laughs> that's the question we put out there to our listeners
2: <laughs> I'm bringing everything to this show oh. Oh,
0: what are you guys bringing
2: oh. Oh, hopefully something better than this all right here's the fourth edition of the fletch takes on the press box
0: here's a recap of the major sporting results from this year <laughs> The year 2001 started off with Australia making a mockery out of the West Indies in the ANSET Test Series with a 5-0 whitewash of the former Test Dominators. A six-wicket victory in the final test at the SCG capped off a great series for the Australians. The Sydney Panthers spoiled a Canberra Capitals back-to-back triumph in the WNBL with an upset four-point win in the Grand Final at the AIS Arena. After losing last year's Grand Final, the Adelaide Thunderbirds went into this year's National Netball League Grand Final with more to play for. But the Sydney Swift simply outplayed the T-Birds as they ran away with a 20-goal win. While finally in the AFL, the Brisbane Lions defied all odds by collecting their first ever Premiership by defeating the reigning Premier Essendon by 26 points at the MCG. Now you're up to date with all the latest major sporting results from
2: Australia.
4: <laughs> oh boy,
2: oh boy. That's a shortened version of something that like went about two and a half minutes, <laughs> three Brisbane, minutes. Brisbane Lions first flag. <laughs> wow, oh. that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that, what was that music? I've heard, yeah, what was uh, chasing time? the Sun? Ch- well, what, what was it, Jace? Well, I don't know. It was in the DJ
1: quiz <laughs> last year. <laughs> Did I
0: get it right? That's right.
1: Andy Martin got it right. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's right. Planet
1: <laughs> Funk, Chase the Sun. I tell you, there's one. You know, and we'll probably put this on our on our Twitter sphere, but. Um, there was one glaring omission from this three minute package of, you know, scores and highlights. <laughs> Which were cut down very small. The bloody highlights. Not one wicket, not one basket, not one goal mm. was in the whole thing. It was all about D Fletcher. It, it was just text.
0: <laughs> Pictures. No, it was text, scoreboards. It was Photoshop, oh. clip art. Oh, oh my God. goodness. We don't care. Microsoft Publisher, maybe, I think, might have been Jeez. involved. Oh. This is the last
1: week. Isn't it? Surely it's, is this it's the last. Does this get binned? Is the, is the, is the uh, Fletch Tape signing? No, no.
0: Oh, you're you're a sports reporter. <laughs> yes, on, on the am. television. Yes, we haven't even delved into any of that. Oh, do you reckon our listeners are going to take
1: it? On the- <laughs> <laughs> the turning What's
2: off. If this is where we're at. Well, how, uh, how low is the bar? I have the, the Twitter account of uh, Funky Baz and Face, who, yes, uh, who are yes. great followers. They actually tweeted at us uh, after the first week, release all the tapes, unleash them all. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't want to do all that. <laughs> but but actually, we might. Actually.
0: actually and we're getting close to. Actually, they might have given away a bit of, bit of a trade secret there, Ooh. those boys. Ooh. Because uh, we might, well, I think... I've got a bit of a bum chill. Oh, oh. What? I'm going to release them for Christmas. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, you can buy the fletch tapes for Christmas, maybe. Buy the, f-
1: buy the fletch <laughs> what? tapes. What? are we? How much are you charging? Who wants to buy the fletch tapes? Buy the fletch tapes. they are reluctantly tolerating a, it as, for free. As a Christmas present. <laughs> what poor soul. What poor soul on Christmas Day? Oh,
0: I got a present. Oh. That- Oh the fletch time <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Released just in time for Christmas. I don't know, it's just an idea. Your just a flight.
2: <laughs> You've got me in tears, my friend. <laughs> We've just wow. talked about cutting it. The free accessible version on the press box is going to get cut. No one wants to pay for it. <sighs> Co- who who oh. who converted the the fletch tapes to MP4? for Uh that was Layton who works oh, mate, with the I Le- oh, hope Leighton's getting uh, a <laughs> cut. Oh, he just not watch at all. <laughs> uh all right. Well, let's let's move away from it. We don't want to do anything, more, do we? Can we move away from that, please? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Dale's
0: also brought another segment. Yes, I have uh something uh fresh and uh new and uh very funny. It's, um, it makes the fletch tapes look uh pedestrian Ooh. really. Ooh. Okay. Um because uh, another podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> <that> anything can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not hard. Uh, <laughs> now, um, uh, not- another podcast. Our great mates at the best team men. Uh, oh yes. Like throwing
1: uh, a bit of news. A bit of- Before you go on, I'll just quickly, oh, yeah. a little bit of uh, ruffled feathers over that. Way. Feathers. Oh, I'm not going to delve into it.
2: But- oh, why not? Oh, yes, oh come on, yes, we're, we're in a, well,
1: a Rumour I- business I- here. I think. Uh, I think there's a little bit mm. going on. That's oh, all okay. I'm going to say. And they right might, in, huh? they might potentially yeah. one of them might come on our oh, show to to, to uh, oh, talk about. It. So anyway, Really? for another Ooh, time. Oh, but, wow. but there's a well, bit going on over there. Oh, that's a bigger bombshell than that. Oh, best
0: team man. Hold <laughs> of the No, no, no. Um, but uh, the. the the best team men run a segment called, which I think is very funny, mm. uh, Sexy Sand. <laughs> which uh, the, you, you've had a few already this week too, I think. Uh, just, Have I? The, yeah. Just despite. Well, the,
2: it's, it's all incidental. That's the whole point of the segment.
0: <laughs> listening, but. Uh, so for, the,
2: for Sorry. So for those who didn't listen last week and don't yes, understand and don't know. Yes. It's a segment where they grab clips of me from this show, mm. play it on another podcast. and I'm not getting royalties for it. Um, when I incidentally say things that may sound Sexual, a little bit sexy. Yes. Yeah. So uh, innuendos
0: and stuff like that. So it is uh, funny. It is uh, funny. I, so I thought. I thought. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm helping your brother out here. After <laughs> last week, I'm like, surely you're not the only broadcaster on the planet that uh, has the sexual innu- innuendos. Yes. So uh, I, I did a, big, a bit of research. Now I've come across as television show in England called This Morning. So it's the British, it's the sunrise of Britain, pretty oh, okay, much. Okay, cool. So it, it's hosted by Phil Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Right. So uh, there it's the Koshi and Nat Bar of, yeah, of, right. of of England. But uh, now uh, the with your sexy Sam segment <laughs> I have I have got I was nearly going to say pull out there, see what I've done ah, there, right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, got five clips here from this morning um, with uh, Phil Schofield and Holly Willoughby. All right. Now uh, the first one, I gotta, you be the judge here, but uh, the first one is is Holly describing what it tastes like to eat a mussel or an oyster? Not
3: a big one. I'm not eating a big one. Eat, oh, that's a big one! I can't, I can't. It's daytime. Oh, c- come oh, on, you God. shut your eyes and do it. This is lovely. Oh, don't, oh look it, don't, go. Look it, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Go. See, it's all right when you sh- when you once it's in, I love it. But a nice. <laughs> <tea>. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that oh, makes you
0: feel so much better, Duggars, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, a little They're, bit. Happen. Yeah, funny it does is happen. happen. Jeez, it's so funny. Jace isn't even laughing. There's what is Jace doing over there? <laughs> Jeez, you got you're giving me nothing, Jace. No, nothing. not funny. Yeah. Not funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how about this one? The, okay. the, the next one, the resident chef Gino and his interpretation of Toad in a Hole.
3: Can I just say, Toad in the Hole is one of my favourites. What shenanigans are you putting? First there? of all, I'm not making Toad in a Hole. This is sausage in a hole. It's not a Toad in a Hole. Does Toad offend you, you No, but sausage in the hole sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You go home, and the wife says, "What do you? Oh, I want the sausage in the hole. That rock and roll. Let's do that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, now they're playing it up. <laughs> yeah, like it. Yes. Yeah. Now next one. Next one. Uh, Gino again. It's uh, Holly asking the chef. Yeah, Gino. Gino's. Uh, he is. He's the, the, he's the man on this show. He is the <laughs> mover and shaker. Now. This one, Holly's asking Gino the Italian term for when you curl past on a fork. You know, you put the fork yeah. in the bowl and you try to curl the spaghetti yeah, your fork. on your fork and uh,
3: this is what he said. Is it, what do you call that twiddling action? A twiddling action? What when do I you call twiddle, it? When you twiddle, is there an Italian Forchettare. word? Forchettare. Forchettare. <laughs> you fork the spaghetti, you fork whatever you want. You just have to twist it away.
0: Oh boy. oh, boy. We wouldn't, wouldn't say that too quick, would you? No. For Katali yeah, or something let's, like let's, that.
2: let's not go there. You <laughs> <laughs>
0: have
2: to mark this one as explicit, this podcast. Well, why not? Uh,
0: next one, Holly and Phil chat to a couple uh, um, live on air who apparently they they can orgasm for 18 hours in a what? row. And this is what happened. What?
3: Uh, this has been one of my favourite interviews ever. Just going <laughs> to gonna point that out. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. I'm not sure I've asked everything I need to know. No, yet. we've got
1: thousands of things we've I'll call still got to. I'll I'm, call you. I'm, I'm... <laughs> still to come. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> still to come. After an orgasm story. Go to the bank. bank. <laughs> That's bad. Yes. That's bad. <laughs> producer, now, like it, sti- producer has stitched him yeah, up there,
0: and uh, and uh, r- rounding out the the five, Phil and Holly have a, like a, had a clairvoyant. They b- had brought a clairvoyant onto mm-hmm. the show, and uh, at the end of the interview, uh, Holly says this:
3: "Please do me. I know we haven't got time to do it now, but can you just stay and do me?" <laughs>
1: that
2: sounds uh, like an offer on oh. going again. So uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, tuggers well you're not sexy at all. No, that's all right. They ham it up, I reckon. They know. <laughs> they know once it's happened. <laughs> oh goodness me. Well it's time for red of the week.
1: Yeah, a little bit more serious than uh, what just transpired then, but <laughs>
2: mate, you're a bit serious. You haven't I said a word for ten just, minutes. I've on just this
1: been show. texting because I, I, this is important. In this segment, and I wanted to make sure I got it right. But uh, okay. normally I don't break news on this segment. But last week you did it, last week. You bloody broke it, right. it this morning. Cast, yeah, true. <laughs> if you cast your mind back, I spoke about an upgrade, a million dollar upgrade to Richmond Oval, and of course mm. we're talking about new tennis courts, talking about cricket nets, new facilities that mm. you know, and, and even a, a, a track around the outside that people are going to yeah. be able to. Greyhound
0: track, wouldn't it? Yeah, a you know, bike track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close, close.
1: Anyway, after the show, the next day, I got a phone call. Yeah. There was a concerned listener that said that there's another situation going on at another Oval in town, and I'm talking about where the Double Blues home ground is. I'm Unley. Unley. Unley Oval. And, I'm, and they've basically said that for several weeks, Unley Oval has been... Um, Tendered, there's been a tender out for a, a redevelopment at the Oval, a million dollar redevelopment. We're talking, you know, new um, facilities for people to, to watch the footy, to, to be mainly it's for the community to make mm. sure that they're oh, yeah. served. You know, obviously, it's, it's an important footy ground during sample season and, yeah. and during um, the sample W season. Mm. But, you know, there's not really much there for the community. There's a lot of people that go down to Unley Oval to walk their dogs to get some exercise. And so there was a tender in for facilities to go up at Unley Oval. Anyway, there's a lot of money, materials and labor that have been tied up in the schools. Mm. Anyway, that proposal has been rejected after several oh, weeks yeah. so we have an instance where it, on one side of town um the torrens council has some um, you know a proposal has been submitted and looks like it's going to be approved for richmond oval on the other side of town in a different council they've rejected an upgrade mm. at Unley oval so wow. it's it's an interesting situation going on because apparently there's money tied up with labor costs there's money tied up mm. with this proposal that you know people are a bit nervous about
2: wow I mean, we we, we really want to see these sporting clubs upgraded as best as possible, and as I mean, as often as possible. We'll try and you know build the sporting communities around our areas, and only oval. I mean, it's a lovely ground, and mm-hmm. it's got a um, it's it's like an open park for a lot of that. That's right. That, that that community. So, but the grandstand is getting a little bit older and I think that would be great to have redone. I think Sturt's um proper training facility. Well, well, you know, I'm not sure f- So, from
1: what I've been aware that it's not necessarily to do with the football club, it's more with the community of the council. Yeah, I see. So, yeah. they could yeah, so from what I've been told it's more about making sure that during the community has facilities, you know, during the week when that, when they come down to walk their dogs or whatever. Mm. So, and interesting, I'm still following it up, so leave it with me. The Whoa. rule of the Week, it's not done yet, so there'll be another edition next week and Jeez. I'll get on top of it to, to find out exactly Mate, what is happening The at the ground. I Jeez. Jeez.
2: love it. Maybe it's Scoop of the
0: Week. Scoop of the week. Ooh,
2: maybe. That could be a new segment. I could. That could catch on.
0: It could. Very it could. Good. But surely, short common sense, surely, uh, uh, clearly, we've, we've all covered councils in our time. Yeah. But surely, councils should just pick up the phone and go, well, we're doing this. It won't work. Yeah. Uh,
2: we can do it better than but that. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll see. Watch your space. That's like all I'm that. saying. That is a great route of the week. Well, on the back of that, uh, it's our top 10 moment from the press box. We are in episode 93, so it's the fourth one we've done now. Yes, number four. Counting up to episode 100. And this one is connected to last week's. Now, Ooh. Jace, last week was all about you yeah. and JB. <laughs> it was an absolute pearler.
1: Yeah, and this week I uh, I tried to get one back on him because he didn't reply to my text messages. We heard nothing from him. Oh. And so for this uh, top 10, I, uh, I tried to get one back and, and what I did is I dug through some archives oh. and, I, and, and I went right back to the original Crow show yes. when JB was on and I dug through and I got found all these clips of JB when he mm. wasn't the polished media performer we see as, as today <laughs> because no, no, no. I wanted him to get a little bit rolled up so he'd, he'd finally come on the show anyway it turns out that not only did we get, not get a reply, mm-hmm. but they took that, they, what I had combined, <laughs> to, to get JB on oh. the show and used it for their own bloody show. Oh,
2: let's have a listen to this. This was last year. Do you remember a few weeks ago, you can't forget, we tried to get in contact with James Brayshaw to come on our podcast. Now... We're big fans of the rub, aren't we? The, the Triple M rub on a Saturday, we we love it. Not as much anymore, but yeah, big fans. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less. <laughs> we had a listen Saturday when they decided to wheel out some content, having a whack at JB. Now that sounds very familiar to something we did. Take a listen to this. This was the Triple M rub on Saturday using our content. I found something uh, during the week, and uh, because you're our leader,
1: you're very, very good, but you are arrogant and you are aloof, Jim. You know that. And we've found some audio here, which goes back to 1996. Oh, this will be good. 1996.
2: Don't dig back into past stuff. Mate. And have a listen to James, as he was called. Triple M footy
0: from the vault.
2: Okay, up we come, Michael. You've got one shot at it. And then, Jason, you've got a kick. And uh, whoever does the better here is the winner. Three. Good work. You're under the pump here a little bit, Jason. Let's go, man. Oh, it's a one. Michael. <laughs> Oh, you're organising these ten-year-olds,
0: Tim. This one is uh,
1: this the camera craft of our great man, oh, yeah. James? I have a list
2: of this. <laughs> and a three. Okay, so we got a pair of nines. We'll have a tiebreaker in a minute. But I promised the people earlier that we which camera am I working off here? This one. Yes. Okay. I promised the people earlier. See, so even oh. then, even then, I knew what was going on. <laughs> no, you didn't. even then I knew <laughs> <laughs> where to work oh. too fast, and this <laughs> is in my first couple old. of years at it. Yes. No plug whatsoever. For the press box. I spent a good Saturday afternoon cutting
0: that stuff up and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's on the rub. Flat. There's only one word to describe that. Plagiarism. <laughs> Oh, I thought you about to so say fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Plagiarism. That's right. Okay, oh, <laughs> oh, how
2: that, dirty were you? I, that
1: still hurts. Listening <laughs> to that back, because uh, because uh, for people that don't know, the, the, those weren't little individual clips. I went right back through yeah. old shows of the Crows, the original Crows show back in 96, mm-hmm. like Bill mentioned. Yeah. And then I just found out little bits and pieces where, where he sort of just went a bit of astray from the show. <laughs> and I thought, you beauty, this will be a little bit of a gold nugget that we can used to try and you know to bring him on the show and never heard anything back and then to hear it on their oh, show oh flat so,
0: as what, so well done kempy a triple m producer yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> could not believe it hours of footage you went through I? hours of and
1: you know footage. what the the invitation the open invitation is still there it for is still there jb to come on the show and we'd love him to come on Redemption. the show
0: <sighs> and i'm shattered i forgot about it and we yeah. should have asked abby Oh, of
2: course. Working with JB. The working with JB? Oh. We Maybe we've got Ma- an in. Yes. Maybe that's an in. Yes. An in.
0: How about okay. that? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, not Abby, big, if, yeah. you, if you're still listening, please, just, please, <laughs> just... Uh, Tell JB to give us a ring. Pass or fast time? Can we get an ironing board
2: out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce.
4: It ends farcically. The
2: rules are a farce.
4: Farce, farce, farce.
1: What a farce. Absolute (laughs) farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It was
0: a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Radio uh, this week, uh, straight off the bat, uh, on the back of uh, Tex Walker, he's on fire. It's uh, he's reinvigorated uh, Tex oh, Walker. Leaning the Coleman. Leaning the Coleman. Uh, I know someone in this room has money on him to win the Coleman, and yeah. it's, not yeah. it's not me. It's not <laughs> me. and It's not Jace.
1: But <laughs> and he goes for the cross. And yeah. he goes yeah. for the cross. <laughs> Come on, Texan.
0: But uh, in 2021, will someone kick 100 goals?
2: Pass or fast? Wow, this is a good. Uh, I reckon. Uh, I reckon someone can get to eighty. No, so no, no. I'm no, going to say so fast. I'm going to say fast. It's you'd get bloody close though, because coaches are getting more attacking. Uh, the the big forwards are starting to come out of the woodwork a little bit this year. They're clunking them. They're kicking a bit. Few goals, especially Tex. And also, I think the man on the mark thing just speeds the game up a little bit, restructures the ground. There's less flooding, so there's less crumbing, and the big forwards are back involved. So, I don't know. Gut feel, I don't think they'll get 100, but they'll get close.
1: It's a pass for mine. I think it can be done. If, it, if you look at text. two games, he's on 11 goals. It's a 22-round season. We're back to normal. Mm-hmm. If he keeps tracking like this, he can absolutely do it. The next... Best one is uh, Jack Rewald. I think he's on eight goals, albeit he's had a couple gimmies along the way. But it's always Tex, and I don't think you've got to have a few of those to to get there. And then Charlie Dixon's the next one. He's not on quite Mm. anywhere near. I think he's only half of what Tex has got. But you know, we can see what he's been able to produce by kicking bags in the past. I think this is the year to do it with the new rule coming in. With they make the person on the market basically a statue. It gives um, you know big um, you know big kickers or you know big full forwards Mm. the option. To then run around, use their left or right boot, and really get onto one—you know, pretty much outside of fifty. I think this is the year. And the, the last time it happened was Lance Franklin. Yep. And we're talking back in two thousand and eight or,
2: nine. Yeah. eight or nine. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and uh, he got, over ten
2: years uh, ago. He got,
1: uh, I can't recall, but it was. A, did he get it near the time or something? Was it?
2: Was it? I just remember the I remember crowd flooding y- onto the yeah. ground.
0: Yeah, it was the last round, That's and right. Fev could have yeah. got hundred at the That's other right. end. right. That's right. And yeah. Fev got stuck on ninety-nine. Yes. And Clarko didn't play ball. Hawthorne were a million points in front and double-team Fev. Come on. uh, Come on, Clarko. My point being is I would love...
1: I would love to see that again, yeah. and, and I would—it's—it's it's one of the r- most rare traditions that we have mm. in the AFL—is the pitch invasion, yeah. and I think it's one of the—it's one of the great traditions. Yeah. Because, not the COVID because, bubble anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that, gonna, that's another whole everyone, kettle of fish. Everybody run on the ground one and a half meters apart. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's it's such a unique tradition, and it's and it's it's unlike anything in any other sport. Yeah. So it, it's one that I would love to maybe not this year quasi you just mentioned the COVID, <laughs> but it's one that I really want to see happen again.
2: Dixon could do it. I mean, Port, if they're going to win the flag, someone needs to kick a lot of goals, That's and right. they're kicking a lot of goals at the moment. He a-razi could be it Razian could do it. <laughs> Drew, I don't think so. But- bags <laughs> of 10, could they be back?
0: fast
1: oh, oh, flat.
2: Big Fass. I- I'll tell you what.
0: I- I'll put this out here now. If Tex kicks 100, mm. Crows are in the finals. That's true. Yeah, 100%. But it's fast. <laughs> Come on, you crows! <laughs> <laughs> fast. So maybe, maybe the 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 running onto the ground. Maybe for fifty goals now. Just so we can nah, run on the ground. The, mate. Oh, Sorry, that's
2: not it's as not mo- the same, no. is it? You could have a few players make fifty in a year, but no, you can I'm run on the ground. No, i don't no. It's in all be special. honesty,
1: if it does happen again this year, what do they do? I guess
0: people power will
1: will (laughs) always win (laughs) only
2: about 10 security on the ground
1: I
0: I remember I was there the 2004 prelim final when Fraser Gary kicked 100 there was all these security guards saying stop 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 and there was like there was eight security guards <laughs> and 50,000 spectators. <laughs> I wonder who's going to win.
4: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't
1: at, at any of the, the breaks for Lance Franklin. I remember they took him off the ground. He, right. he, to try Escorted. and clear. Yeah, they tried to Famous
2: Fraser Gehrig. They just ripped him mm. straight off down Mark the race. Mark Howard interviewed him as he came off the ground. Really? You remember you know that? Right? Yeah, he mm. went down the race and Mark Howard went mm. with him. Something <laughs> like Channel 10 were doing the coverage. Oh, I think right. he's done a bit on the Howie Games podcast about it. it. Yeah, 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 it's very interesting. Right, fast.
0: No, 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 Tex 100. No, if Tex kicked 100, Jace, the first person
2: on the, onto the ground to hug him. Oh! Yeah, wait. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bloody big run. I'm stuck in the AA studio for every this Forget about the microphone. Yeah. he take the headphones <laughs> off. off. Oh, okay. <laughs> be the first. How how many, Serious question. How many does Tex kick this year? How many does he kick this year? I think he gets a 70. If he keeps this up, Stop. he can get there.
1: Oh, the, the number that I had in my head it was 60 plus. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, if he keeps at this rate, he will fly. Oh,
0: interesting. Uh,
2: they're no more than sixty. <laughs> this could really date poorly, couldn't it? I hope he. I hope <laughs> he stays
1: fitting on the park, and yeah. you know, I don't just touch wood. He doesn't jinx <laughs> <put 60 laughs> him or something. <laughs> oh, well, he's dear. on
2: target for what, hundred and ten? Yeah,
1: or? yeah, he's over 100.
2: It's like saying in cricket when the batsman hits a four first ball oh, and it's a strike no. rate of four. And, oh, he's going to hit 125 balls, boys. Come <laughs> go on, go on, settle. We'll pump the brakes, guys. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Rightio. Uh, next
0: one. Uh, State of Origin, uh, NRL. Something dear to my heart, uh, being a mighty Queenslander, uh, as I am. Uh, they're trying to bring in the rules. The NRL are trying to bring in rules that uh, for the State of Origin,
4: mm-hmm.
0: New South Wales and Queensland can select players that weren't born there. What? Oh. So what the NRL trying to change the state of origin <laughs> rules to not make it
2: state of origin pass is, or fuss. This is
1: the
0: first of it, this. What? That's
2: fast. <laughs> so what do you mean? So what? You got, could I I could play league, get good and then all of a sudden play for New South Wales? So what so what would happen is that there's a lot of uh, New
0: Zealanders and Islanders that uh, move to Australia to boarding school okay. who have um, uh, rugby league scholarships. Yeah. And if they're based in New South Wales and based oh, yeah. in Queensland and they spent five years doing their schooling mm. there, they're going to relax the rules so those players can play. So, for instance, yeah. Bill Williams could play for new south wales. No, you can't
2: have this. That's a farce.
1: It's called state of origin. Origin, the key wording of this. Yeah, surely you have to be born in the state to play yes, for that state. You sure. can't be just a, you know, for instance, me, a south australian swanning in because I uh, I spent some, school. I spent some time in a boarding oh, school.
2: Bugger oh, off. Come on. State of origin. <laughs> Listen up, Peter Valandis.
0: <laughs> you might have saved NRL, Valandis, but you're a far <laughs> s- s- state of origin. Of course, if you want, if you- if you want to change these rules, just call it the All Star Game and be done with it. Yeah, because yeah. that's what it's going to turn into. You don't want that. State of origin. origin. I get people
2: outside of Queensland, New South Wales want to be involved, but tough luck. That's the whole point. Like the rivalry is based on. The fact that you're from those states, and that's why it's so strong. It's like South Australia, Victoria, and the footy, and we just start welcoming some Western Australians into the SA team. Is that, mm. not how it works? No. It's not how it works. No. Farce. Farce. Huge farce. <laughs> farce. Wow. That's
0: a, the park.
2: that's a big farce. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, this week uh, was Wednesday morning. Uh, ben Horne, uh, Daily Telegraph's very own, Ben Horn, yep. had the exclusive with Steve Smith, who's come out and said, I want to captain... Australia again, so Ooh. will Steve Smith, good scoop. captain Australia again. Sorry to cut you off. Good scoop this one though, as well. Yeah, really good, very raid. good, very good. Uh, uh, just off the back of uh, um, uh, Steve Smith wanted to uh, promote his new YouTube channel, but, uh, <laughs> oh, but oh, is uh, that where this has come oh, from? Wow, <laughs> you're but, kidding me. So, uh, so I was like, well, you uh, scratch my back, uh, I'll scratch yours. So uh, there you go. Oh. Steve Smith, it happens, geez, it happens yeah, I mean, every single day, but uh, will Steve Smith captain no. Australia
2: again, pass no. or fast? No, he won't, it's he won't captain Australia again, as much as we, or as much as he can say that he'd like to, he won't, I think Cricket Australia's administration and the sponsors and all that, it's just not a great enough look to bring him back on after what happened, and even though it's not directly his fault, we've moved on, Tim Payne's done a brilliant job, he's set new standards, that's a value that Cricket Australia want to uphold for, you know, years going forward, so just to go back into the past brings up bad tastes for, you know, that, that isn't necessary and worth bringing back up, so no, it's, it's a farce.
1: Yeah, my point's exactly, Sam, it's a complete farce, we've moved too far past it now, you can't turn around, do a 180 and go back the other way, it, it just feels wrong and, and, Steve had his chance, and, and, and now it's time for other people to take theirs. And I, I feel, like you said, Tim Payne's done an amazing job. Mm. Um, you know, we should look forward to the future. And, and unfortunately, Steve, you know, it, you know things change and, and things Glad happen. he's still playing. Exactly. He's still
2: playing. Yeah. Best batsman in the world. Pass. Oh. Big pass.
0: Oh, you're kidding. He'll be captain again. Steve Smith will be captain again because I think David Warner, I think, is on the way out. So I think Warner is the key if there's
2: no Warner in the team, Steve Smith will be captain. Interesting take that Warner is the reason why he's the roadblock to Steve Smith captaining again. I don't know if it, I agree with that.
0: Because well, my man, Cam Bancroft, is, yeah. is, isn't going to uh, wear the baggy green again, you wouldn't have thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- he starts hitting tons. Yeah, which is... Well, stop getting caught down the leg side first. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, David Warner, a few injury issues, the, out of a bit of form, I think if uh, David Warner pulls the pin, uh, which may happen after the Ashes, after Australia win the Ashes,
2: touch wood, I think Steve Smith could be captain again. They'll want a blood new, what uh, about, what a new about captain, What about Cummins? That's what I mean, they want a blood new captain. Yeah. They're not. They're not looking. I feel back Cummins there. is in the box seat now. They've got. They put him in as New South Wales one day captain. Yeah, during the March exactly. Cup, just to just to get him used to it and get him trying it. So, and I think he's comfortable with it. So, I mean, they're stepping forward. They're not going back. But I, I, I see what you mean. I would. I would fear for Pat Cummins if he was the Test captain. I think I would, would a little bit it. too bowlers as captain. Bowlers, I was, yeah. I'm not confident with that either. Oh. Yeah, there's a there's a when you're bowling in a game of cricket you're thinking about yourself a lot mm. and then the field if you if you haven't bowled well you're thinking about yourself trying to be better and you're down on the dumps a little bit or you dropped a catch like you got to be a batsman in the slips you have got to stay away from the bowling unless you're a part timer it's not it's not your role to be you know basically actively involved in bowling all afternoon and captaining it's very difficult really really does it happen well and it, and it's pretty hard to drag yourself too. Too yes, if you're uh, bowling pies. Yes, it
0: it happens. It's out there, but it's not common. No, no, no Cummins. Does anyone but Cummins or or a bowler just just please don't, mm. but, and not a wicketkeeper either. After after that, oh, we, it's got to be about has to be a batsman. Okay, keepers are good who's captains. The, who's the best? Who who's the best captains in Australian history? Alan Border, oh, bored, batsman. Yeah. Mark Taylor, batsman. Oh, yeah.
2: Steve Waugh, batsman. Oh, well, just about every captain. Ricky Ponting, batsman. Yeah, there's been a lot of great captains that are yeah, Absolutely. batsman. Absolutely. Around the world. Batsman has to be the captain. Keepers are good captains too, though.
0: Steve Smith, captain. Here we go. He's back. Right. Uh, last one. Uh, the AFLW All-Australian Squad of 40 was released on Wednesday. And uh, there was four crows in there. There should be more than four crows in there, just just quietly, when you're uh, just uh, on top of the ladder and just smashing everyone and going to win a third flag. But uh, one notable absentee was Chelsea Randall. The skipper. No. Chelsea Randall getting snubbed from
2: the All Australian squad wow. for the AFLW pass or far. Minor Premiers, man. Surely. <laughs> Sure, the skipper gets in. She played great year. Man, she's going to help them win a flag. Fast, fast AFLW. That's a fast. Come on. Who's better than her? Apparently, forty, 40 players. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a, that. Well, she started the year with an injury, didn't she? Or did she come back from no, injury? Coming back remember. from the knee. Come, came back. That's right. right, yeah.
0: right. Me, only missed one game, which the, we, well, one of the games the Crows lost to Frio. But mm, as I catalyst. Thinking, fast. Not only is she, not only should Chelsea Randall be in the squad of forty for the All Australian team, she should be in the starting eighteen for the All Australian team, and she should be the be bloody kept... captain of the All Australian oh, team. Oh, oh, oh. You farcical selector. We you? <laughs> what have you done? We should
2: have asked Abby Holmes. We really. should have. We should have. I know. We should have asked. Can Olive. we give her a call back for parcel fast? This is the last one. <laughs> right, is it time for a multi? It is one last multi before we go. Now, uh, uh, on the
0: back of the uh, very uh, uh, humorous uh, opening to the uh, show, Jace. It was, it was, it was yeah, a I'm new I'm still way. getting it was, over it, boys. It was real comedy central type. or oh, just it was cut, real punchy sort of stuff. Cutting yeah, was it? Edge. it was cutting It was good gear. Um, uh, I can
1: leave for this
2: part <laughs> of
0: I'll, I'll throw out the olive branch. Yes. And uh, Sam Tugwell. Yeah. Can pick us nine winners.
2: No, I can't do that.
0: <laughs> you are going to do that to me
2: this week. No, you've already done it. I know you've already. done it. No, I done haven't it. Come done. Come on, it. Dale. Surely, no, I... no. Come on, get us a winner. No, I haven't. I am going to go through the AFL and do my footy tips right now. Is that what you want? Is that's you. You want me to do a a multi right yes. here and now?
0: Live. Here we
2: go. All right. I am opening sportsbet. Here we go tonight. Oh boy. Here we go tonight. Right. tonight. Switching into uh, the footy, AFL. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go with Collingwood at Marvel Stadium. Mm-hmm. Interesting call, I know, but I'm going to do it. Okay, we're, Brisbane away from home.
1: Brisbane away from home.
2: Okay, uh, the Bulldogs to beat North comfortably. Uh, let's go. The Crows at home over the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm going to do Jeez. that. Gold Coast a favourite. Yeah, let's yeah, I go. Like 80. That's unreal. Let's go with uh, Richmond over Sydney at the MCG. Let's go with yep. uh, St Kilda over Essendon. Ooh, let's dear. go with yes. oh Port West Coast. This is a oh this is going to kill me. This is this is the one. Port Adelaide yes I'm going to pick Port away from home that's a big one uh, and they won there very comfortably last time I uh, yeah, two years West ago. Coast yeah, yeah that was very really yeah. good 54 points yeah at Perth uh, good Friday that was too Carlton Frio let's go the Blues they need a win they are too good She's to keep losing
1: like, the whole oh, nine. nine come well, on nine.
2: I mean, two or three still- to go uh Lau we've got uh what's this? Melbourne GWS. Ooh. Oh, Two oh, awful teams. <laughs> <laughs> is this is in Canberra. Melbourne are flying. Yeah. In- yeah. oh, actually, yeah. they are too. Sorry, yeah. you are right. That Melbourne are flying. All right, mm. they can be picked. And Monday, Easter Monday football. I always love this game, Geelong Hawthorne. Isaac Smith to do the job for the Cats. Yeah, playing against his old side. Yeah. That's my nine legs. All up, Jeez. I don't it's know like, what it co- uh, 38. 38.24 When you power play it, bang! Oh, happy days for a buck. Your um, your your apps are fast. My power plays forty-two dollars ninety-three. <laughs> 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 oh boy! All right, well, saying uh, that's the end of the show. Um, hopefully, I'm welcome back next week, guys. Are you gonna? Did set? You started recording without me. That I was flat, <laughs> <laughs> flat. I did say thought you didn't want me. And I completely forgot April Fool's was even happening. You can come back next week. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You chipped me off before. Uh, All right. Well, let's sign off. Thanks for joining us once again for the Press Box. We will be back next week. No April Fool's in that. Have a great week. Enjoy the footy and uh, win yourself some multis. Go Power.